American Idiot is based off of the album by Green Day. It's a 2004 album, and it takes place after 9-11. And they brought it to Broadway in 2010, and it only ran for about a year. And we are one of the first community theaters to be performing it. Now, this play is a little bit different from the typical fair for the Cranford Dramatic Club. There's not much dialogue. It's pretty much all music from that album that Green Day created. There is no dialogue. There are a few what we're calling letters by Johnny, the main character, that sort of sets up the time frame. But other than that, it is just one song from beginning to end. It is exactly the album in its entirety. Now, you guys get to actually be the ones on stage that the audience sees, obviously. Tell me about how you fit in individually into the play and what your characters are doing. So my character comes up as a love interest for Johnny. And it's kind of one of those first loves burns a little too hot too fast. And and we see where it takes him there. My character, Johnny, is one of the characters who goes to the big city from the suburbs to try to get something more out of life. He's bored, he's stuck in one place, and he wants to try to find something new. And when he gets there, everything just happens too much, too fast. It's a overhaul of drugs and women and rock and roll, and it's, it fares too much for the boy, so he goes home. My character is Will. Um, I'm one of the group of people who wanted to go to the city, but when it came time for everybody to leave and take the bus out, I find out that my girlfriend, Heather, is pregnant. And, yeah, exactly. Spoiler alert. And <laughs> so um, my character decides to stay home. And it's one of those things that he's like, you know, I'm going to be selfless and I'm going to stay home. But he ends up taking it out on everybody around him. And he ends up just uh, missing everybody. He misses the experience. He wants more. And instead of growing up and making this a part of his life, he doesn't. He just sits at home. I, I, I like to call my character a couch guy because he just sits on the couch, does nothing, is a lump. And he feels sorry for himself rather than taking that step and adding this as a part of his life. I'm curious, before you knew you were going to audition for this particular play, had the three of you listened to this particular Green Day album? What did you think, and how did that fit into your decision to audition and perform in it? Am I the oldest out of us? You are. So I was a freshman in college when the Green Day album came out, and I've told Megan this story before. We had a friend that worked for the college radio station who got it for us early, but we were so into support. This is before, this is when Napster was a thing. We were like, no, we still have to support it. We got up that morning, we drove to Coconuts, and we bought that album, and I used to dance around my dorm to She's a Rebel, like it was written about me, and now (laughs) I get to do that in the show, and it is written about me, so it's really wonderful. And I mean, Good Riddance isn't on the American Idiot album, but it is in the show. Who hasn't danced to that song at prom? So I feel like Green Day's been a part of everybody's life, whether or not they knew it. So we're just lucky enough to bring it in a different environment. Like you had said before, it's not the typical CDC. It's not the typical theater fair. And it doesn't try to be the typical theater fair, which is really exciting to see how people are going to react to it. And it's going to make people feel things that... Maybe they don't want to feel right then, but they're going to have a great time, and it's really wonderful. (laughs) How about you guys? Were you familiar with this album before you knew that you were going to audition for the play? 
Yeah, in a big way, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this, I was in high school when the album came out. I was already a huge Green Day fan, and when this album in particular hit, it just got me. It got me for a lot of reasons, especially at a time of your life where you have a lot of growing up. And it was just you know, kind of like an anthem of adolescence and just like rocking on and just doing your thing. And then I found out that they were going through with making it an actual musical, and I was lucky enough to see it on Broadway twice. <laughs> so I saw it, and I thought it was amazing, and it was brilliant, but I never thought that I'd get the opportunity to, uh, to be in it. And now that I'm here, I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm stoked beyond, beyond words. Now, when you first heard it, did you see this before the play had appeared on Broadway? Did you see this as a story when you listened to the music? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's definitely a story, and it's very obvious from the way that it's played out the way that it is written it's it's just genius it's meant to be a story and you can tell like you know some of the songs are like you know 10 minutes long and it goes through just a story of people and if you watch the music videos all the music videos are a story that link together and it just tells a tale that everybody of our age can sort of relate to even if we aren't going through those things ourselves it's still the mindset that we have of like we have all these things in our mind and we have a voice and we want to say things. But, you know, at that time, we didn't really have as much social media and all of our opinions didn't matter. You couldn't just go onto Twitter and just say everything and have a bunch of people hear you. You just had, you know, you had a guitar and you had your music and you, you know, were just jamming out in your room. And it was an outlet. It was an amazing outlet for in a time when we might not necessarily have one. And it was just incredible. Just amazing. You talked about playing your guitar and, and jamming out. Looking at the stage, there are instruments that are on the stage that are going to be live musicians performing with this play. Does that present any extra difficulties as the director and choreographer? We decided, Jack Bender, who is our musical director, we talked about it from the beginning, and we wanted to incorporate the band into every aspect of the show. So you will see them throughout the show. The cast interacts with them. The show is about a band, so why why are we going to hide the band like we would typically do here at CDC. We chose to embrace it and wanted them to be seen. And we even have some people in the cast playing some of the musical instruments as well throughout the show. I guess you could call yourselves millennials. Do you think this will also appeal to different generations, whether it's Generation X, Baby Boomers, etc.? Absolutely. I think it's exciting for us be- as actors because so often we're playing these characters that, you know, for instance, Rent. This is so often compared to Rent. We didn't necessarily live through the AIDS crisis of that time, but we can relate to it and we can draw upon our own feelings and how that affects us in different ways. With this show, we do have the advantage of this is happening to us right now. The show's about making big mistakes and learning from them and trying to find where you fit into this big, crazy world, and everybody has been there. So I I think absolutely people will relate to it, and people will really enjoy it, and they'll like the ride. Even if every music isn't for every person, so even if you have sort of a maybe an older crowd that like the punk rock music music isn't exactly their scene, they'll still definitely be able to relate thematically because everyone knows what it's like to try to kind of feel like you're in a rut and want to do more and going through love and loss and hardship. So even if you don't connect precisely on a musical level, definitely there's going to be themes and strings that are pretty universal to the human experience, I think. Is this something that somebody will come out of this play after watching it do you think humming any of the songs? Oh, <laughs> most definitely. Um, I mean, Green Day music is just so catchy. 
it's simple but not because people have talked about how like the guitar parts is easy but if you like listen to the words billy joe armstrong has such an amazing way of just telling a story and it seems so effortless and like it's just catchy and it sticks in your head and you'll people probably already know but they'll walk out humming everything and the arrangements the way that it was arranged the you know with the harmonies and all the different vocalists and all that stuff i mean and when the first time I heard it, I just couldn't stop listening to it, just on repeat, on repeat, constantly. Well, for those folks who would like to see this play, can you tell me the dates and how they can get tickets, Megan? Uh, the theater is located at 78 Wine and Zav in Cranford. The dates are February 12th, 13th, 19, 20, 21, 26, and 27th. And if you go to our website, it is www.cdctheaterre.org, and there is a link there to purchase tickets. You can also call the CDC at 908-276-7611. I've been talking to the director, choreographer, and cast of American Idiot, which is going to be here at the Cranford Dramatic Club. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. It was fun. <laughs>